Ring that bell for South Dakota. I don't know the rest of the words. What? A, welcome to this week's edition of Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. What a great day Saturday was. Absolutely great day to be a Jackrabbit. Watching the Jackrabbit football team pretty much go up and down the field at will against the North Dakota State Bison defense. And the, hey, the Jackrabbit defense, they played well, forcing five turnovers. And the Dakota marker stays in Brookings, South Dakota. Jackrabbits win 33-21. And i got to tell you, I sent out a tweet three weeks ago now. Is it three weeks? Yeah, three weeks ago. It was 27-24, the game against Missouri State. I said... Uh, to the effect of, I'm done with this season. When's basketball season starting? I don't know if Coach John Stiglmeyer saw that tweet and it lit a fire under him and a fire under the team. I shouldn't even be taking credit for it. But since that tweet, the Jackrabbits have scored, it's 115 points, and they've allowed 61 that's a near 2 to 1 ratio. They're playing great football. I would like to rescind that tweet, but I'm not going to cuz there's still more season left to be played. But the Jackrabbits are playing their best football of the year right now. It started with Western Illinois on the road, a 52-24 beatdown, and it carried over into last week against the Bison. I mean, Taryn Christian played absolutely outstanding. Dallas Goddard, over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Brady Mangarelli had himself a great day. And how about the defense? As mentioned, five forced turnovers. I mean, that's what you want to see. And you know what? I'll be fully honest. They came. They they had a couple of pass interference penalties that should have been called. They were yanking on the jersey a little bit from time to time. But those didn't result in the turnovers. No, sir. No, they did not. And the biggest drive of the year came after a muffed punt was it Anthony I believe was the last name a muffed punt and the Bison scored after the, it's the fourth quarter SDSU has forced the Bison to punt it is 27 to 14 you're thinking okay just no turnover here no nothing you know we got this Brady Mangarelli 64 yards rushing by the way we got this it's okay and then a muff punt. And it's like, oh no. Here we go. And lo and behold, it was Adam Anderson. I don't know why I was thinking Anthony. Adam Anderson. He fumbles it. That happens. But all of a sudden, the Bison score. It's a six point game, 27 21. You're like, oh crap. Oh crap, oh crap. And then, what do you know, a huge drive, 11-play, 86-yard drive that chewed up over six minutes of clock. Capped off by Taron Christian in essentially a Tim Tebow-esque jump pass to Dallas Goddard. Tipped it, one-handed it, into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackrabbits. Two-point conversion failed, but you felt good. And then they forced another turnover, and the game is pretty much done. SDSU wins 33-21, and 
I, I bet that, I mean, the Bison defense cannot wait for Goddard to graduate. He was absolutely sensational in this game. As mentioned, a uh, hundred, uh, yeah, 116 yards receiving on seven receptions and a touchdown. Jake Wenicky, not the not the biggest game. Two catches, 59 yards, but he had a big catch on that that essentially that 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 drive, the bit, the best drive of the year, the biggest drive of the year on a fourth down to help keep the Jacks drive alive and score that touchdown. This is the team that we expected to see. It really is. And there's still a lot of time, a, a lot, I mean, there's two games left, Illinois State this week, USD next week. But if the Jackrabbits, and this is going to be tough this week against Illinois State, because Illinois State's playing for their season too. They need to win at least one of their next two games. They have South Dakota State and then North Dakota State coming to uh, to, to coming to Illinois State next week. Normal, normal Illinois, Carbondale, Southern Illinois. That's a huge game for them. Do they have a better chance at beating South Dakota State than North Dakota State? Perhaps. Kind of depends on what North Dakota State does this week. But huge game right now for for Illinois State. SDSU cannot have a letdown. You're coming off a huge emotional high of keeping that Dakota marker there. But you have to seize and capitalize on this moment. Because USD's traveling up to Fargo this week. If Chris Streveler is healthy, I like USD to beat North Dakota State. I really do. Because Streveler is like Taron Christian to a degree. And we saw the, the fits that Christian just gave the Bison defense. And I don't know if it's the loss of Lance Dunn or what, but the, the, the Bison offense looked out of sync. And Easton Stick has not been playing very good over the course of, I would say, the last month. I know kind of first half because, of course, I live up at Fargo. So you kind of see it. But he still has a lot of potential. You know, he, he, he can deliver those big games. He can deliver the big throws. He can run it. He had a, touch, a rushing touchdown in this one. He made several big-time throws, but he also had too many turnovers. Three interceptions and a fumble, I believe. I mean, that's that's just not going to get it done. And the Jackrabbits, right away against the Bison. Boom, touchdown, 7-0. The Bison aren't used to being in that sort of hole. So I'll be curious to see what USD can do against this Bison team. For SDSU... You just got to take it, the Stig mantra, one week at a time. Just go 1-0 and this week. But if somehow USD can beat North Dakota State and the Jacks beat Illinois State, imagine what is on the line next week down at the Dakota Dome in Vermilion for SDSU and USD. It would essentially be the Missouri Valley Conference title on the line. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here with saying that SDSU has this. But I I said it, I think, last week. Or, no, I, I said it to a few people after this week. And it's, it's not going to happen. It's far-fetched. But NDSU 
it, it, they need to figure out some things here. SDSU still needs to... They need to keep playing with the same sort of intensity. Jake Wyke needs to, to continue to get those catches. So does Dallas Goddard. Taron Christian needs to continue to make some smart decisions. Defense can, needs to continue to play well. The, uh, the rushing game, Brady Mangarelli, still needs to get those yards. But the way the Jacks are going right now and the way that I've looked at what the Bison are looking like here a little bit lately, with that schedule... What if the Bison lost three in a row? I mean, how shocking would that be? It's it's just fascinating to watch how this Missouri Valley Conference is going. One way or the other, though, again, the drive of the year, right after that fumbled punt, the Jackrabbits score a touchdown, and just all three phases played really, really well, I thought. And that is exactly what the Jackrabbits need. Huge, uh, huge week. These last three weeks, absolutely pivotal to determining who's going to win. I mean, there's a, there's a chance. I think we're going to see at least five teams in in the Missouri Valley. And you take a look at the standings right now. North Dakota State only has the one loss on the year. They're five and one in conference play, eight and one overall. Then it's South Dakota, South Dakota State, Illinois State, Northern Iowa, all four and two in conference. Iowa, Northern Iowa's five and four. They need to win out to have a shot. The schedule's a little easier here. Western Illinois, three and three in conference play, six and three overall. They look like they're a, a, a lock to get in. Illinois State probably needs to win one of these two games. As mentioned, they're six and three. But North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State. I mean that that's that's where it's at. Youngstown State's falling off the map. We don't need to mention Indiana State. They're awful. But we, we, we will here anyway. As we look at what transpired in the Missouri Valley last week. And look ahead to this week's games. Big time stuff here in the Valley, folks. This is why and the Missouri Valley Conference is the elite football conference at the FCS level. And Illinois State, kind of, I, I don't know, they, they play really well some weeks and don't other weeks. They didn't play well last week. They lose 31-14 at home to Western Illinois. Western Illinois played very well. A, a, a huge game down in uh, at the Unidome. The UNI Dome there, what, Cedar Falls? Northern Iowa takes down South Dakota 34-29. to Highly entertaining game, back and forth. Youngstown State crushed Indiana State 66-24. Missouri State goes to Carbondale. And beat Southern Illinois 36-28. As mentioned, the Jackrabbits over the Bison 33-21. This week's games. Western Illinois is at Indiana State 1 p.m. as a kickoff there. Uh, I'll take Western Illinois. Northern Iowa is at Missouri State 2 p.m. there in Springfield. Probably take Northern Iowa. South Dakota at North Dakota State. That will make that the game of the week here in the Valley. 2.30 p.m. kickoff in Fargo. I I just... I kind of like USD in this one. If Strevler is healthy, that is the key, though. Youngstown State at Southern Illinois, 1 p.m. Kickoff t- there in Carbondale. And then Illinois State at South Dakota State, 2 p.m. Kickoff, Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium in Brookings. And then one more week to follow. It's This is big here, folks. Big. Big time, Jackrabbit fans. Uh, looking forward to it. Great win. Coming up next here... Uh, oh, b- before we get into this here, 
and we will try and spend more time on the basketball season, kind of previewing it. But basketball season tips off Friday night, Frost, doubleheader. Uh, the, the women take on New Jersey Institute of Technology. The men take on UC Irvine. 6 p.m. is the tip-off for the women's game. Roughly 8.15 or so for the men. Uh, should be... Uh, I You know, big, big years, big expectation, of course, for Mike Dom. He's making a lot of honorable mentions. You're like, oh, look for him to be on the watch for, you know, first team, second team. I mean, he's on the fourth team or fifth team right now, All-American, uh, for, for some sites. Uh, you know, the awards, the acclamations, everything like that. And for the women, they look just as strong as ever. I mean, this, this women's team is going to be outstanding. And I think... You know, perhaps last year, not that they, I mean, they stay, I would say, pretty humble. But last year, just with the way things went, kind of think it, it humbled them a little bit. But you look at this roster that they have. I mean, it is impressive. Madison Giebert, uh, you know, Macy Miller's coming back. That's a huge thing from her torn ACL. Maya Selland, freshman. Ellie Thompson, Megan Boltzma, she's really good. I, that's not even to mention, you know, you get China Stevens back. We'll see what she can do. Alexis Alexander running the point. Tylee Irwin, a freshman. Tegan Larson. Tegan Larson. Cody Larson's, I believe, cousin. So There's just so many good, good uh, players on this roster. They are going to be excellent this year. And for the men, again, uh... uh it all revolves around Mike Dom. But you, you take a look at the way this team is shaping up. I am going to... I, I think going into the season, just because of... the Who did they lose? Just Was it Tyler Flack? I mean, Mooney is an absolute stud for USD. That's why I'm leaning towards the Yotes... Winning the Missouri Valley. I know. Boo, Nathan. Boo. Where's your jackrabbit pride? USD sucks. I know. I get it. I get it. But when you... And granted, SDSU didn't lose a whole lot. With Hess, AJ Hess, and and, and Oric. We had the big shot against USD last year in the in the Summit League semifinals. A lot of people maybe maybe forget that. He was the reason why SDSU even made it to the NCAA tournament, in large part. But I I just wonder how this is going to shape up for the men. I think that the men are going to be very good. And I, you know what? I think it's truly a class all their own. USD and SDSU on the men's side. The women, I, I there's no one touching South Dakota State. No one. Western Illinois is a good team. IUPY is a good team. But SDSU is on another level. At least this year. And like I say, for the for the men, I think it's USD and SDSU, and it's going to be a battle all year long. You know, Reed Tellinghuse in a senior. You know, can he provide that constant, uh, you know, shot? You know, you have Ian Tyson. Injury plagued a little bit. We'll see what he can do. There's just 
there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about uh, you know it's the second year under TJ Otzelberger. We'll see what uh, we'll see what else they, you know that this team can do to play a little better defense this year right out of the gates. That would be helpful. But I'm excited for basketball season, guys. This is great. Looking forward to it. Coming up next, Mike Zimmer, Matt Zimmer, Mike Zimmer. If I got Mike Zimmer on to talk SDSU sports, that would be impressive. Maybe I can ask him if the Vikings are going to take a look at Goddard as a replacement to Kyle Rudolph. Maybe I'll ask him about Jake Wenicke. Maybe if the Mabel Grove star will play close to home. But no, Mike Zimmer's not on. Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, coming up next here to talk about the Jackrabbit, talk more about the Jackrabbit's big win over the Bison. Also look ahead to this week's game against Illinois State. It's coming up next here. Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, now on iTunes. All right, continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Pleased to be joined by Matt Zimmer of the Argus Leader. Matt, how are we doing today? I'm good, Nate. How are you? Very good. Uh, very happy after last week's game against <laughs> North Dakota State. I, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin I, with the offense, the defense. Uh, it was just an absolutely tremendous effort, really, by everyone around in keeping that Dakota marker in Brookings. Yeah, it was impressive, and uh, I'd love to be able to tell you I saw it coming. But as you remember from our conversation last week, I did not. And I didn't um, either. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's funny. I, I really even tried to kind of uh, come up with reasons maybe to think, well, maybe they could pull it off if this happened or that happened. And, you know, in, in retrospect, I think maybe if I'd have known Taryn Christian would play that well, I would have given him a chance. But other other than that, I, I still uh, just really am, am surprised and impressed that, uh, they were able to control that game so completely. Yes, yeah, a- absolutely. The defense is for the defense forces five turnovers. They may have gotten away with a couple of uh, pass interference penalties that weren't called, but uh, I mean NDSU, I'm sure, got away with the with a couple of plays here and there. But for the defense to force five turnovers, I mean that's just something that you don't necessarily expect North Dakota State to do. You expect them to take care of the football, but uh, I mean I think they really gave that uh, NDSU offense some fits. They did, and uh, you know, I, I think Easton Stick probably played, I don't want to say his worst game because I only see him once or twice a year, but the guys that do cover him every week said that was probably his worst game as a college player. Uh, he was just kind of all over the place, and certainly the Jacks' defense had a lot to do with that. They were able to get after him a little bit, but, you know, not to take away from SDSU's defense, but I've said a couple of times this week already, I still think it goes back to their offense oh, yeah. because – when they put a, a lead on them like that, I mean, how often is NDSU used to being two scores down? Right. Uh, you know, to having to, as Chris Kleiman put it, having to chase a game. He said they're not used to doing that and they're not built to do that. And I think that was a big reason that Jack's defense played so well was you get a two-score lead, you can start playing a little more aggressively, um, takes more chances, it's easier to get to the quarterback, you don't have to worry quite as much about that running game. So, again, I don't want to take anything away from Clint Brown or his players uh, but I think the big key was the offense getting a lead, playing as well as they did, putting yep. the pressure on them. Yeah, they put they had the statement right away with that opening drive for a touchdown. And then I thought what was big was at the end of the first half, after that turnover that the you know the defense gave the offense a fairly short field, and for SDSU to score there, they go up what seventeen to seven at half. I thought that was really big for the momentum that they could carry into the second half. There's no doubt that was big. I, I think it, you kind of got the sense the Jacks were content. 
to go to half 10-7, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, to get that turnover and turn it into points was really bad. And, and a touchdown, too. You know, yes. you're thinking, oh, geez, they got a turnover here. Maybe they can get three out of it. They got seven out of it. And, uh, you know, then I, I thought coming out of halftime, too, uh, you, you wonder kind of how on fire, so to speak, NDSU is going to be. And they did, you know, obviously come up with some second-half scores. But the fact that the Jacks kept answering and the fact that they were able to run the football with a lead, uh, those are just things that, like I said, it would have been hard to, to see that coming going into the game. It seemed like the Bison's defensive line was able to get a lot of pressure on SDSU early, uh, get some hits on tear, and really kind of bottle up the running game to an extent. Were any adjustments made by the Jackrabbits, or did they just wear the Bison down? Because it certainly seemed like in the second half, of course, having that lead, that Brady Mangarelli was able to pull off some big runs. Mikey Daniel, uh, even Taron Christian had a couple of nice runs, if I recall correctly. So was that an adjustment that they made in terms of how they uh, were blocking the, the Bison defensive line, or what were they saying about that? I don't think they made any big adjustments or changes. I could be wrong, but uh, I think the biggest thing was I think – uh, NDSU's defense really got frustrated by their inability to get to Taron Christian. Um, you know, I think if if Austin Sumner or Zach Lujan starting at quarterback for the Jacks in that game, I think NDSU wins mm-hmm. because they uh, got a lot of pressure on Taron. They were successful getting into the backfield with a lot of their blitzing, and he just sidestepped it, stepped up in the pocket, moved around, kept so many plays alive. Uh, I think he only got officially sacked once or twice, and it could have been five or six, you know. Um, and that not only kept plays alive for him to make plays – but it, uh, like I said, I think it frustrated their defense. And then when they kind of had to become a little bit more aware of that, I think that's when they were able to start kind of knifing them with those 7, 8, 9, 12-yard runs with Mangarelli and Wallace that kind of put it away in the second half. I can't be the only Jackrabbit fan that was probably thinking to themselves after that the fumbled punt there and then NDSU scores and it's all of a sudden 27-21 because it seemed like SDSU had the game well in hand at that point. But all of a sudden, it's a six-point game. You're like, uh-oh. You know, here we go again. Something's bound to happen. But the the offense puts together what I would say is the drive of the year. Not only to be able to score a touchdown right after that, but to chew as much clock up as they did. I think it was over six minutes. That was awfully impressive. It sure it sure was. I mean, I think it was officially eleven plays, eighty six yards. Because, uh, like you said, uh, that is a huge, huge momentum swing. Because if you're the Jacks, I think you're thinking in that situation, okay, if we just don't screw up, we've probably got this. Mm-hmm. Well, then you then you screw up. And uh, then after the touchdown, you know, it's a, a short kick return, too. You know, so you're deep in your own territory. NDSU maybe is starting to get a little confidence back, even smell a little blood, so to speak. And, uh, you know, like you said, it wasn't just that they scored. It wasn't just how many yards they went or just the, the lead they got. It was the way they did it, uh, sort of the complete, I think, the balance they showed. You know, they had 86-yard drive. I think only two of the plays in that out of those 11 were passing plays. Uh, but it was a fourth and five to Jake Winicky, a huge, huge play. Yep. That, you know, was might have, you know, how, who knows how the game goes if they don't convert that. Yep. And then, the, and then the touchdown to Dallas Goddard. So uh, I, I totally agree with you. I think if you uh, through the first nine games of the season, that is uh, definitely the drive of the year. I think for the Jacks. Was that a Tim Tebow type pass? Uh, pass that uh, Christian threw there. It looked like he was going to run and then jump, and he found Dallas Goddard, who made a nice little one-handed catch there. A little bit, and, you know, they've been doing a lot of that RPO stuff, you know, run-pass option, and uh, at at times it hasn't worked out so well, and that was maybe the best example I saw all year where, you know, not only did they have the the run-pass option there, but Taron actually, he had to be close to the line of scrimmage. It seemed like he knew exactly how far he could go, sold the run pretty good, and then, yeah, I think that might be his first jump pass that I've seen from him, but uh, 
obviously worked out. Yeah, and I just, you know, the, even the playoff game last year, it just seems like Dallas Goddard is such a mismatch for the Bisons' defense, and he's a mismatch for just about any other defense in the country, but it seems like the Bisons sure have a hard time stopping him. Yeah, there was a, in the in the post-game press conference from the NDSU players, kind of a combination of frustration and admiration, you know? Yeah. Uh, a couple of players were asked, you know, what's it like to try to guard this guy? Why is he such a tough matchup? And they were kind of like, well, geez, what are you going to do? You know, the guy's bigger than you and he knows it. And I think that was a word-for-word quote from one kid was, he's bigger than you and he knows it, and he knows how to play that to his advantage. He uses his body, he pushes you around, he's got an enormous catch radius, and he's pretty fast, too, so... Um, you know, when he gets in the open field and gets a full head of steam, I mean, I kind of have nightmares just thinking about what it might, must be like to have to try to tackle a guy like that. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing him on Sundays and uh, come next fall. But uh, now that, you know, we have two weeks left in the uh, conference season, and it's really fascinating how Illinois State, USD, NDSU, and SDSU all, all are playing one another. So it's a round robin of sorts here. USD goes up to Fargo this week to take on the Bison, the Jackrabbits, their final home game of the year against uh, Illinois State. How how do we see this all playing out? Because I think, you know, if, if Shrevler's healthy, certainly I think USD can go up to NDSU and beat them. Um, and and then, you know, for SDSU, you got to take care of business against Illinois State, but that would set up a huge showdown with USD. How do we kind of handicap these final two weeks? It's really hard to say, in part because uh, Illinois State has been a total, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, whatever you want to say, kind yep. of team. I mean, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're awful, and there almost is hardly any in between. Uh, but, you know, their backs are kind of to the wall now. I think they realize if they don't win one of these last two, they're probably not going to get in. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily bode well for the Jacks, as I wrote in my column the other day. They've had a tough time uh, holding off the challenge of teams that have come into their games in desperation mode. You know, uh, remember last year, uh, or I think it was uh, two years ago, Western Illinois and UNI. Mm-hmm. Last last year, Illinois State. This year, UNI and Hobo Day. You know, there have been so many examples of them getting beat by a team that, you know, maybe wanted it a little bit more than them. So that's a big thing to keep an eye on this week. Um, you know, everyone I think is assuming, oh, NDSU is going to be pissed off because they beat, got beat. They're going to come back at home and just roll the coyotes. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like you, like you said, uh, Strebler is a very similar player to Taryn Christian, and that obviously caused them a lot of problems. And not only that, NDSU just didn't look very good. Right. You know? I mean, Easton Stick, if he plays like that again and uh, is turning the ball over, I could see USD winning that game. So, yep. like you, like you said, it's a really, really just a fun kind of round robin here to, to, to finish things off what'll be interesting uh if you look around it looks like you know you and i finishes with a really easy schedule western illinois finishes with a pretty easy schedule so if, if uh, illinois state does manage to win one of these last two you're gonna have six teams with seven wins and uh you know we've kind of come to assume that seven wins is is you're in in the valley but they've never had six teams before so that would be really interesting to see what would happen if it plays out that way. Do you think that is a legitimate possibility that uh, six teams get in? Well, I mean, like I said, the, la- the last two years we've seen Valley teams get in with six wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seven wins, kind of you would think you're, you're going to be in. Which seven and four team would you say doesn't belong? Would, oh, it be, yeah. you know, would it be SDSU after they beat North Dakota State? Would no. it be USD that had some, you know, has a big FBS win and a couple other ones? Would it be Illinois State who... If they get a seventh win, that would mean they beat either SDSU or NDSU. So, I mean, 
I wouldn't be surprised if all six got in. I mean, yeah. it's just that's that's twenty five percent of the entire bracket, but I think everyone knows that's how good the valley is. Oh, absolutely! I'm in full agreement with you here. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, of course, heading into next week's big game, the in-state rivalry between SDSU and USD. Uh, quickly here, uh, basketball season tips off. We got a doubleheader at Frost on Friday night. Um, should be should be good. Both teams, I would say, high expectations, especially for the women. The men are picked to win the Summit League. Uh, but uh, how do we? How are you looking at this season going into it for both teams? Well, um, you know, I think obviously postseason uh, NCAA tournament. That's what, what both teams are obviously shooting for, as you mentioned. Uh, the, the women, it's kind of funny because. You know, last year was supposed to be, oh, this is going to be the biggest year ever. You know, the, the highest expectations are ever been. People are talking about Sweet 16, that kind of thing, and it all kind of fell apart, largely because of injuries. And now this year, you know, with everybody back and, and some of the players they've brought in, it's kind of easy to think, okay, they should. that's how good they should be again. You know, they should go back to having that high of expectations. But it seems like maybe they're dialing it down a little bit, and maybe that's intentional or maybe it's just subconscious. Uh, but I, I wonder if maybe the disappointment of last year has caused them to narrow their focus a little bit. Uh, and then as far as the men, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's they're going to go as far as Mike Dom can carry him. Oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously he can't do it by himself. And we saw that last year because he was scoring 20 points a game and they were losing until other guys uh, sort of started to emerge. But I think now that they're in their second year with TJ, you know, guys like Chris Howell and, and, and even Reed telling he's in are, are starting to kind of, understand how they fit a little bit better so mm-hmm. it's easier to have those those other weapons around mike and then you know some of the new guys uh david jenkins geez i mean that first uh exhibition game against south dakota tech i mean granted that's division two competition but he looked really good and uh brandon key the point guard you know i mean kind of had some ups and downs made some mistakes and I think he's going to realize that no matter how fast he is, you can't dribble into a wall of three, six, eight defenders and think you're going to score no, over you him. No, you can't. <laughs> um, but once, once I think he figures that out, uh, if he can be uh, just a little bit of a scoring threat, you can see that he clearly has the skills, uh, you know, to be the quarterback of that offense. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, you know, I think, you know, USD, Fort Wayne, there's obviously some other good teams in the league. I really like Denver. I think they might be a sleeper. Okay. Uh, but 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 I but I picked SDSU to win the league, and and nothing that's happened so far has made me think I should change my mind. Well, all the uh, preseason accolades and attention that Mike Dom's getting—it's uh, certainly going to be uh, interesting to see if he can deliver. And I do believe uh, he will, um, as I'm sure you do too. Uh, one last thing here before I let you go—you uh, covered a couple of the, the the Sioux Falls playoff games last week involving the Sioux Falls high schools. Uh, they seemed like both were thrillers. What uh, what'd you take away from those two games? Well, it isn't a lot of fun to have to write two stories like that on deadline. I can no. tell you that. But uh, 42-41 and 41-40. But uh, I, I think, you know, the takeaway from that is obviously the, the Sioux Falls schools, and I include Brandon when I say the Sioux Falls schools. Sure, yep. Um, they're really something. I mean, they're clearly on another level. And when you get, you know, four of the five in that final four playing each other for a trip to the Dome, I mean, this – becoming a yearly thing i mean not just that they're going to be good games but um, it seems like almost every one of them the last few years has been a classic and obviously this year was no, no exception, exception and, and probably to a to a higher degree than it's ever been yeah it was fascinating to watch matt appreciate the time as always um good luck at, or have fun at the game this week and i'm sure we'll chat next week about uh, the in-state rivalry and uh, see where we all stand thanks a lot sounds good nate
Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. Always appreciate his time. Great perspective, as always. Uh, yeah, let's just stick to the football. The basketball side, he really likes the Jacks. Um, I'm kind of hesitant. I am probably leaning towards USD. But, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's USD and SDSU, and I think they're in a class all of their own. As far as the football game, you heard it. I mean, we seemed like we were in, in unison here in agreement for much, much of it, but, you know, with the way the Jackrabbits handled it offensively. Taron Christian played great. And it's going to be fascinating to see these final couple of weeks. It really is. Um, I'm on record of saying that I think it is not inconceivable. I am not saying it is going to happen. But it is not inconceivable to think that NDSU could lose three straight here to end the year. It seems it's very far-fetched. But if Strebler plays as well as uh, as we know he's capable of for USD, and you know, he presents the same problem or sort of problems that Taron Christian gave NDSU last week, uh, I, I think USD can come out with a victory. And certainly, you know, hopefully there's no letdown for the Jacks this week against Illinois State. Uh, big game, Illinois State needs to win. SDSU don't don't get into a lull here. Gotta go one and zero. You can't come off that high and have a have a bad week, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's wrap up the Sports Block podcast, though. SDSU, SDSU edition, though. Look at uh, what's going on campus here. SDSU sports, and we'll wrap up the uh, podcast for this week. Sports Block podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit edition. Let's wrap up this week's edition of Sports Block podcast. Look around what's going on sports SDSU, on campus, the world of SDSU sports. It is the SDSU sports update for the week of November 6th through the 12th. Cross country and uh, NCAA Midwest Regional Championships Ames, Iowa. That's this Friday, 11 a.m. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll know what's going on. But a good luck to the men and women there. Should be very good. And we'll see what the, what the men can do and see if anyone's going to make it to the NCAA Championships in Louisville. So again, good luck there to both teams. Or, uh, to both teams and see if they can bring it home. I think I mentioned last week that the, the women's soccer team lost to the Bison 2 nothing. Um, so that was, that kind of sucks. But the show must go on, and uh, hopefully the cross-country team can lead us to a nice victory there in the Midwest Regional Championship. Men's and women's swimming last week had the USD Tri-Duels uh, in Sioux Falls. Find full results at gojacks.com. The Mizzou Invite is next Thursday through Saturday, the 16th through the 18th. That's in Columbia, Missouri. Make sure that's the uh, same schedule here for the women. That is the the men's schedule, I should say. And yes, the, the women also are at the Mizzou Invite there in Columbia. So good luck to uh, both the men's and the women's swimming and diving team there. I'm sure they will uh, hopefully do hopefully do pretty well. There will, there will no doubt be some good competition there. Uh, you know, kind of winding down here in the fall sports here a little bit, kind of heading more into the winter here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to volleyball here just to kind of wrap that up. And it's uh, another a difficult stretch here for the women. They lost to Western Illinois last Saturday, right after the big win over the Bison. 3-1 uh, to one against Western Illinois at Frost Arena, and then got swept by USD 3-0 on Tuesday. They finished the season at Fort Wayne this Saturday, 6 p.m. 
Uh, I do not believe the Summit League tournament is in their future. Equestrian is uh, against Minnesota Crookston. That is uh, this Friday, 9 a.m. at the Dahan Equestrian Center. So uh, no doubt you'll know what, what's uh, what's happened there. But if you do want to go out there, go to the Dahan Equestrian Center. Um, support the, the equestrian team. See if they can get uh, some wins over Minnesota Crookston. And finally, the wrestling. Uh, wrestling had the Warren Williamson Dactronics Open in Brooklyn, uh, in at Frost Arena last Sunday. You can find results on GoJacks.com. Also, uh, this week there, the Grand Valley Open in Des Moines, Iowa, on Saturday. That's at 9 a.m. And then the Bison Open in Fargo, 10 a.m. So a couple of early tests for the Jackrabbit Wrestling Team. Uh, you can find full results at GoJacks.com. And that's uh, really it, essentially for this week's edition on the SDSU Sports Update. For more on all these uh, stories, sports, schedules, statistics, so much more, go to GoJacks.com. A lot of good, hardworking people at the Sports Information Department keeping you up to date on the latest regarding Jackrabbit Athletics. Big week for football. Huge win. The Dakota Marker staying in Brookings. Huge win for the Jackrabbits over the Bison. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about the, the announcing crew from the local Indies, uh station up in Fargo, except wasn't great, wasn't good. That's all we'll say about it. Uh, can the Jackrabbits beat Illinois State this week? I think they will. Uh, just gotta stay focused. Take it one week at a time. That is the Stig mantra, and that is what the team has to uh, has to remember and live by. So, uh, basketball season tipping off though here. Great. Um, I mean. How, how can you not love you know this time of the year? Thanksgiving's right around the corner. You got college basketball starting up. I love college basketball. Uh, by the way, we'll have a full preview in uh, next week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast regarding uh, the college basketball season. Uh, myself and Travis Krins uh, will break it all down. But thank you for listening. You can always find this uh, this podcast available online on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Uh, we differentiate between the regular one and the uh, SDSU Jackrabbit edition. And then also follow me on Twitter at NDStack and also on Facebook, Nathan Stack, and have a link posted to this podcast normally about uh, Saturday mornings, right before uh, right before kickoff. Take a listen to this podcast. Uh, the other one we post earlier, the middle part of the week. But thank you for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's edition. It's a great week to be a Jackrabbit, but the focus must go on. You gotta beat Illinois State. It is imperative. That's at what two p.m. at the Dana J. Dykehouse Center or st- the Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium in Brookings. So go out there, Senior Day support the team. Uh, by the way, uh, SDSU the men uh, bas- the men's basketball team plays Mary on two p.m. Uh, on Sunday, in Alabama State, Tuesday, November 14th at 7 p.m., they will uh, travel to Kansas for a game on Friday, November 17th. And then for the women, uh, they're at George Washington, so in Washington, D.C. on Sunday, 1 p.m., that'll be a good test. And then Wednesday, they're home at Frost Arena against North Dakota before going to Green Bay on Saturday. So good stuff there. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, uh, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Great week to be a Jack, great day to be a Jackrabbit. And as always, go big, go blue, go Jacks. 
Talk to you next week here. Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition.